DJ and PK, we're joined now by Craig Bullerjack. He's on the Sprint special guest line. Sprint makes it safe and easy. Get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Bowler, good morning. Hello, DJ, PK. We got to goof hey. around here in a minute, Bowler, but we got some serious stuff to get to first. But all I'm going to okay. say is Aunt B has become a topic, and I know you're going to want to weigh in. Uh-oh. Yeah, Uh-oh. I know you're going to want to weigh in. But first, before we get to that, the basketball portion of it. As the, yes. uh, as the plan comes out, have you heard anything more that involves you, how Jazz fans are going to be able to consume these games? You know more than you knew last time we talked to you. Well, I, I, I think as we get closer, uh, there's still some you know, ongoing discussion. I think you know, Kevin Harlan, uh, who I know and I did talk to after, I think it was a Bleacher Report that came out, uh, and they were talking to him about TNT coverage, um, and it looked like they weren't going even to dive in to broadcasting live at the arena or at the site until the Easter, Eastern and Western Conference and then the finals. So I think for the Jazz fans, we will be there, uh, not in Orlando, but we're going to broadcast in some capacity, most likely uh, from, the sta- uh, from the arena. Uh, it's going to be remote broadcasts, and more information will come available. Uh, that's about all I know. Um, I, I think, again, they're trying to keep the limit of, of people uh, in the arena, and that includes you know, broadcast crews, uh, the, the TV trucks, the staff that has to staff it to make it happen. Um, so that still isn't in concrete, but I think we're getting closer to, to that. And I'm just happy that, that we'll be able to, to bring some jazz basketball to, to fans. That's, uh, you know, what I, I'm most uh, you know, excited about. Yeah, would I like to be in a, an arena? Would I like to have, you know, that, that feel of, of the moment? Yeah, but you know what? I don't think there's going to be much of a feel ex- among, except amongst the players because, again, it's going to be an empty, an empty house. And uh, what they do from that point on, we've heard all the – the what ifs and maybes, you know, crowd noise piped in, all that. But uh, I think these guys will all have to play and find their own energy, which I think is going to be really one of the interesting factors of who wins this, who's mentally focused, who can work beyond no crowd, no home court advantage, no floor that reminds of reminds you of home. So there's there's a lot of things that are, are coming into play. How much concern do you have about the possibility of some players not wanting to play for safety or health reasons or whatever it else might be? Well, PK, I mean, it came out yesterday, you know, ESPN, I think it was Woj who do, who had those discussions that they said that the NBA and the Players Association uh, a day ago had, you know, lengthy discussions. And, you know, he said, I believe it was a faction of players are, are discussing whether or not it's a good idea to restart the season inside the bubble. So if you have, you know, it's a, I'm sure it's a small faction. Some players need the money. Other players don't. Uh, I think there's concerns about, obviously, the virus, and there's obviously concerns about going into a so-called quarantine bubble for a lengthy amount of time, and if, indeed, they do get guaranteed visits from, from family members. So, yeah, there's a lot of issues there that have to be worked out, and the Players Association, of course, has a voice. And PK, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, a player or two or more, some high-profile, maybe middle, maybe you know, lower-profile players, but it may be their choice not to play. I mean, I just don't know their scenario of what's going on in their life. If, like I said, if there's a caretaker, if uh, if they have children um, that have 
you know, the concerns of special needs. And so I, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what they, uh, what they end up doing. But they may give them the choice uh, whether or not to, to participate or not. But, um, you know, I still haven't heard the final, uh, the final plan. Obviously, it's, it's, there's still a lot of issues to go through, and it's you know, kind of leaking out uh, day by day. Yeah, but I can hear it in your voice. You're so excited. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, want, I want to call games, you know. I mean, I, I wish the scenario was different, obviously, but to get eight games and most likely the first round of the playoffs is uh, is exciting. I think fans, you know, will love to see ball again. And uh, obviously the Jets have to overcome Bogdanovich's, uh, you know, injury, which means Joe, who you're going to talk to in a half hour's time or less, he's going to play a huge role of jumping back in most likely as a starter and then that bench uh, with Jordan Clarkson and Moutier and George Niang and Tony Bradley. They're going to have to, you know, play at a high level. I think Quinn Snyder said yesterday, was it on first take? He had a lot of confidence in Donovan taking that next step and being a leader and, you know, in these playoffs. Um, And, you know, that's a big statement from Coach Q um, and that Donovan – is ready to be that leader that we thought and think he is uh, in postseason play. So, yeah, there's a lot of storylines, not only with the Jazz guys, as you know, but throughout the league and throughout, you know, players' personal decisions and, again, the plan on how to really secure this so-called bubble uh, in Orlando to make this work and hopefully uh, somehow sidestep another outbreak. Well, with that in mind, what do you think the quality of play is going to be? Because I think that guys are going to be really jacked to play because the game has been taken away from them. And so now they want to get back and they know that there's going to be a lot of tension, attention, not tension, attention because of the usual circumstances. You know, PK, I, that's the one thing, too, that I, I think is going to come into, into play. How physically prepared are they? How mentally prepared in the performance? How they all play as one? Because you know... I think they're going to be jacked, some more maybe than others. Uh, but the bottom line is how fast do you come together? How much do you, you know, the play should be easy. I mean, you know, you're 18 games away from the playoffs. I mean, there shouldn't be any question about on the same page. But still, who's, who's in the better shape? Who's mentally prepared to go through this, uh, this challenge or deal, whichever you like to put it? Uh, but I would think that most of these guys would be anxious to get back and play. But, I, you know, again, I think storylines that come out of Orlando will be some teams may disappoint. I think there's going to be a team or two that surprises because they may be more prepared and on the same page than, other, than others. Those eight games, PK, will be really huge, something to watch, because you're still going to get teams that are able to move up or some may move down in the, in the standings in the West, and there's only one team in the East that's going to participate to try to grab an eight spot. But that Western Conference, uh, I think the, the Blazers may be the, the most uh, jacked team of all because Lillard made those statements about not being that interested if there's no reason to play. Now he's there and he's got a chance to prove what he was, you know, prove, prove what his point was and go in and perform at a high level and, and maybe, you know, run his team into the eight spot or better. But Man, those eight games are going to be something before the playoffs. I'm with you on that. I think you hit a lot of good points there. I'm also curious uh, how many star players are going to miss this for any reason before we start handicapping this. I mean, we know Bogdanovich isn't going to go. Now we've heard 
that the Spurs are going to be without Aldridge. Uh, I don't think they were going to make the playoffs anyway. I mean, they've got a shot, but it's a pretty narrow one. Uh, so, and they'd be eight, so I don't think they'd go very far. But I, I'm anticipating that we're going to hear some other big names for one reason or another, surgery, injuries, health concerns, whatever. I, I assume there are going to be some other teams that are missing key pieces. No, I would agree. And I, I think, again, before you handicap them, which some have already with Bogdanovich's injury, Again, I think it goes back to the ESPN uh, poll or whatever of early or late last week. The Jazz were in a seven spot, and I think they now handicapped them at 12th because of Bogdanovich's 20 points and his 41% shooting. Uh, they believe that's enough to put the Jazz in the middle of the pack or just below it. So, again, I'm with you. I think you're going to see some, some surprise names who won't be there or decide not to play, and then, of course, teams will have to understand deal with that on their own uh, the league is just trying to set up the the opportunity and the stage to get this season back but i'm sure there's going to be uh a, you know some some players that declined to, to take the invitation so yeah let's wait and see uh how what the strength of each team is before they head in and uh we should you know they should be getting together here in the next three weeks uh and you're going to get a, an idea of you know who's on the roster you may also DJ and PK again. There may be a player or two or more that are off off of rosters. Demarcus Cousins, Jamal Crawford. There's other guys that want the opportunity to jump back in this game and you know play another year. And they may the teams may take a roll the dice and and bring an unknown. Well, we'll know them, but a, a player off their roster on it. To help them, uh, you know, weave their way through this uh, this playoff scenario. So that's another issue. I think is not only will uh, will a player not play, but what player not on a roster will soon join one. And maybe with Bogdanovich off the roster, the Jazz have an open spot. Maybe they take advantage too. We'll wait and see. I think the quality of play is actually going to be pretty good. What do you think? Um, maybe the first couple of games will be like, hey, who are you? Let's get back. And I think the basketball shape probably returns PK maybe a little sooner than usual. Uh, again, depends on how much they press them. But I think those first two games will kind of be, okay, we're, we're back at it. But they don't have any time uh, to say, hey, we're, we're trying to find connectivity. Uh, you've got to be almost instantaneous when you hit the floor down there. So I, I think it's going to be intense. Uh, for those who do play, I think they're there for a reason. And maybe I go back to my days of calling, you know, March Madness. But you know what? It's an opportunity to almost say to yourself, look, why not? If you want to take that approach, right, why not be Cinderella and, and upset the, the whole uh, apple cart of the NBA and be a, be a team that surprises and, you know, comes in and makes an early stand and pulls off a first-round upset? And then who knows what happens. So I guess that's kind of the beauty of it. Uh, this is an intriguing playoff format. And one, you know, the NBA has been kind of you know teetering on changing anyway. And this is kind of the first step. If, if it works and people get excited, you may see reseeds. You may see play-in wild card tournaments. Who, know, who knows? But uh, I'm excited to get it going. Absolutely. All right. Speaking of intense, Ant B. PK just and brought B. up BK just brought up the you know give me the the most motherly 
the best motherly TV character of all time. And we started with some nominations, and he brought up Aunt B, and I just completely yeah. dismissed her immediately. She scared me. There, I said it. Fine. <laughs> she had a scary look to her, huh? Yes. Yeah. You know, Aunt B was the motherly type, but she's an aunt. But she took on the mother uh, role yeah. for, uh, for Opie, right? Yep. Uh, I got two other names. I don't know if they're. I don't know if they're on your list or not. But this is going way back to an old black and white comedy show. I think um, I'm not even. Sh- yeah, I think it's uh, it's uh, Leave It to Beaver, June Cleaver. Anybody? Anybody? Wait, listen. When you get up in the morning, you got the pearls on to get breakfast ready for everybody. Yeah. You know that's. Uh, Honestly, something I'd never heard of or seen ever before. I mean, the, look, the June never the looked like she was out of sorts, man. She was always dressed with the nines and you know the heels, and and uh, so she was like the perfect mom. And then I think of Carol Brady, who came in and had the Brady bunch and had to deal with, of course, uh, you know, raising not only her girls but the three guys and the husband. So I don't know what you guys think, um, but Aunt B stands right there, even though she's not like the mother. She's the mother figure. No. Yes. <laughs> uh, PK also brought up Peg Bundy. Does that work for you? Oh, my gosh. That's a great one. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I just happened to watch that show like they have a string of it on, on one cable channel, and I was laughing so hard. She's not the best example, PK, of a mother, right? But she's she's... Yeah, she's she's it's a it's a great it's a great part. She's funny. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Marge Simpson. What about Marge? A cartoon, and yet nonetheless, a tremendous mom. Yes, yeah, a tremendous mom. The hair does it for me, obviously. But cartoon has been running on air now for what nearly is it twenty five plus years? Unbelievable. Oh, it's thirty. It's thirty. Yeah, thirty years. How about that? First show, I think, on Fox Television, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, PK, that's a good one. Marge Simpson. Yeah. And the Bundy. Yeah. Those, uh, are, those, are, two, those are two good ones. I'm trying to think of uh, Modern Family. Um, I'll watch a couple of shows with that. But then that's an interesting combination of uh, husband and wife um, bringing different families to get parts together. We're getting a lot. We're getting a lot now. A lot of support on Twitter for the mom from the Golden Girls. Oh, <laughs> golly, really? Okay. Yeah, Brady Levinson just sent it in. Uh, Tyrell Mikesell did, and now here comes uh, Cameron Beck. Told the oh. same thing. Yeah, the grandma from the Golden Girls. Hey, I got another cartoon character, Wilma Flintstone. (laughs) (laughs) Bowler, you think like PK and I. Wilma! (laughs) I mean, she had pebbles, don't forget. (laughs) How could we forget? How can we forget? The Flintstones. (laughs) Really? Did I get it backwards? Uh, I thought she had... I thought she had Bam Bam. Am I backwards there? Uh, hold on. Pebble was which kid uh, goes yeah, with backwards. Which family. Bam Bam was uh, Barney's. Barney I think Rubble. they adopted. It was Bam Bam yeah, Rubble? Okay. Bam Bam Rubble. <laughs> All right. My bad. How about that? <laughs> and then I'll have to say, too, man, again, this is ridiculous for me even to think because I watch too much uh, uh, old-time television. But how about Lily Munster? 
bowler. Oh, bowler. Pulling back I know. The curtain. I know it's sad, isn't it? Holy cow. Holy <laughs> <laughs> monster. <laughs> of the Munster fame. All right, if you're too young to have seen that show, go uh, go watch a couple episodes. That's an hour of your life you'll never get back. Yeah, you'll never get back. Yeah, Herman. Uh, I think there's a channel, MeTV, that uh, is able to do black and whites uh, that are pretty good. So I, that's where I kind of tune in sometimes. But um, I'm always looking. You know what? When you travel like I do, you run into channels you never heard of that run old comedy shows. And there they are. And I just stop and watch. Well, Buckle, you're going to be on to the next one. You're going to be broadcasted on remote from a different time zone for eight regular season games and at least four and maybe many more playoff games. So, well, I guess let's you hope, could probably do seven because they wouldn't let you do the second round. So. Yeah, I, th- I haven't heard anything about second round. Yeah. Maybe they'll be kind, but you know what? No. The networks have their issues as yep. well, and hey, I'm happy to get eight games plus the first round. And uh, hope uh, Jazz fans are excited to get back at it too. Uh, we'll watch it together and and. Uh, July 31st, what are we looking at, guys? It's about six weeks out. So a lot of things are going to happen between now and then, especially with rosters, I think, and getting, getting the players back into the, uh, to the gyms, the practice facilities, and then they move them down for a, a good, what, two weeks before they work, before they start to play. And that's where I think they're going to, you know, that may be the biggest pain of all is to go through the constant testing uh, and how they, how they handle the quarantine. It's uh, – yeah, I think if you take it from start to finish and win the NBA championship at 70 days in Orlando, yeah. that's a pretty good haul. Um, that's a that's that's a long run unless you have some family that comes visit. But it's uh, it's going to be a task for sure. Bowler, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. All right, guys, tell Joe hello. And I saw he already had three cups of Joe, so he ought to be wound up. <laughs> thanks, Bowler. All right, see you soon.